1: If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. A trip to the nearest star apart from the sun would take you five million years on a commercial airplane. That's what I call a long haul flight. It would take you about 100,000 years to travel from one end of our Milky Way galaxy to the other at the speed of light. On a plane, that's just too many zeros to fit into a single screen. The Sun can fit about a million Earths inside it. But there's a star called UY Scuti that's about 1700 times larger than the Sun. Almost everything in space is connected with everything else by gravity. Star systems are part of galaxies, galaxies are part of clusters, and clusters are parts of superclusters. The largest known supercluster in the Universe is the Hercules-Corona Borealis Great Wall. That's a name. It's more than 10 billion light-years wide. Mars has the largest natural formations in the Solar System. The mountain 3 times taller than Everest, the canyon almost 7 times longer than the Grand Canyon, and the crater that could fit half the Amazon River across it. Although the Big Bang Theory is the most viable one, researchers still find evidence against it. For example, one theory suggests there's an axis around which the whole universe rotates. It's aptly named the Axis of Evil. There's a supermassive black hole at the center of almost every major galaxy, including ours. Black holes can attract not only stars and planets, but also other black holes, eventually merging and becoming one with a much greater mass. The spinning movement and enormous gravity of black holes sometimes makes it throw jets of matter into space, traveling at almost the speed of light. There's a thing called the Great Attractor, It's a gravitational anomaly outside our galaxy that can't be seen but is known to attract the Milky Way and lots of other galaxies toward itself. The highest mountain in the solar system is Olympus Mons on Mars. It's three times as high as Mount Everest, the Earth's highest mountain above sea level. If you were standing on top of Olympus Mons, you wouldn't understand you were standing on a mountain. Its slopes would be hidden by the planet's curvature. The Moon's gravity is only 17% of the Earth's. If your weight was 100 pounds on our home planet, you'd only weigh 17 pounds on the Moon. You would be able to walk a distance 6 times longer and carry a weight 6 times heavier there. Or just hire somebody from NASA to carry it for you. Though it's easier to walk on the Moon, it's more dangerous too. An astronaut's foot in a heavy spacesuit sinks into the Moon's ground up to 6 inches deep. Long-distance jumps are uncontrolled and dangerous because the Moon's surface is full of deep craters. One of the things Jupiter's famous for is the Great Red Spot, a giant spinning storm. This phenomenon used to be so gigantic that it could fit two or even three Earths. But the spot is shrinking. Right now, it wouldn't fit more than one Earth. If two pieces of the same kind of metal touch in space, They bond and get permanently stuck together. It doesn't happen on Earth thanks to water and air that keep pieces separate. The moon is not an ideal sphere. It's shaped more like an egg because of the Earth's gravity. The base of the egg shape points toward our planet. Normal visible matter, for example planets and stars, make up just 5% of the universe. The rest consists of invisible dark energy, that's 68%, and dark matter, about 27%. It leaves us with 95% of space we know nothing about. The mysterious Kuiper Belt lies behind the orbit of Neptune. It's filled with massive, icy objects. The most curious thing about this phenomenon is its movement pattern. The only explanation astronomers have, Neptune is hiding a ginormous planet. This hypothetical planet has already got the name Planet 9. All we have to do is wait until its existence is confirmed, or not. The Moon is the closest planet satellite to the Sun, since Mercury and Venus, which are closer to the Sun than Earth is, don't have satellite. Maybe they have cable. With an average diameter of 2,159 miles, the Moon is the fifth largest satellite in the Solar System after Jupiter's satellites, Ganymede, Callisto, and Lo, and Saturn's Titan. We can see solar eclipses pretty often, but moon eclipses only happen once every several hundred years. The moon looks as if it were the same size as the sun. The star is about 400 times bigger than the satellite, but astonishingly, it's also 400 times farther from us. That's why they seem to be equal in dimensions as viewed from the surface of the Earth. Although the moon seems really bright, its ability to reflect sunlight is three times less than that of Earth. That's why, in combined photos, they make the moon look brighter artificially. It would take about 300,000 moons to produce as much light at night as there is in the afternoon. About 206,000 of them would have to be full. The moon is getting 1.5 inches farther away from Earth every year, At first, it was about 14,000 miles from Earth, and now, nearly 250,000 miles. In about 600 million years, its visual size from Earth will be so small that there will be no full solar eclipses. If you're still around then, leave me a comment below! The Moon causes high and low tides on Earth. The gravitational influence of the Moon has this effect on oceans. The highest tide can be seen at full or new Moon there are huge temperature fluctuations on the Moon. Close to the Moon's equator, the temperature rises from minus 279 degrees Fahrenheit at night to plus 260 degrees Fahrenheit in the afternoon. I think I dress in layers. Trash isn't just a problem in Earth's oceans, cities, and forests. There is a thing called space junk, which is any human-made object that's been left in space and now serves no purpose. There's also natural debris from meteoroids and other cosmic objects. There are currently over 500,000 pieces of space debris orbiting the Earth at speeds high enough to cause significant damage if they were to collide with a spacecraft or satellite. NASA does its best to track every single object to ensure that missions outside Earth can reach their destination safely. Have you ever looked up at the night sky and tried to count all the stars? Yeah, good luck! Our galaxy, the Milky Way, not the candy bar, the galaxy, has about 100 billion stars. But other estimates put it at over 200 billion, since calculating the exact amount is an almost impossible task even for astronomers. As for the entire universe, there are at least a billion trillion stars. That's a one with 21 zeros after it. For comparison, that means there are more stars in space than there are grains of sand on all of Earth's beaches. When the planets in the solar system were just starting to form, Earth didn't have a moon for the longest time. It took 100 million years for our natural satellite to appear. There are several theories as to how the moon came into existence, but the prevailing one is the fission theory. Is that where somebody went fishing, caught the moon on a hook, and dragged it over into Earth's orbit? No, I made that up. The fission theory proposes that the moon was formed when an object collided with Earth, sending particles flying about. Gravity pulled the particles together, and the moon was created. It eventually settled down onto Earth's elliptical plane, which is the path that the moon orbits. This next one is 128 million miles in radius. Black holes in neighboring galaxies can eject gas in a synchronized way. Ferol 9, 147 million miles. A galactic-sized black hole can switch off star formation in a galaxy. I'm too lazy to pronounce its name, black hole. <laughs> 165 million miles. This galaxy contains three supermassive black holes at its center. With this next one, we've reached 238 million miles. Once caught by a black hole, you can never escape. But you could fire a rocket to increase the length of your fall, whatever that means. The Andromeda galaxy's black hole is 312 million miles. It will impact the Milky Way in about 4.5 billion years. So keep an eye out for that. After Andromeda, we have this one at 404 million miles. It takes less than a billion years for a supermassive black hole to form but the smallest ones can form in just a few seconds. Messier 59 is nearly 500 million miles. This one rotates in the opposite direction to its galaxy and appears to be asleep. Here we have a radius of 621 million miles. Black holes can only be detected indirectly from the superheated material circling around them. The black hole in NGC 4261 feeds on a disk of dust that's 800 light-years wide. The hole itself is 746 million miles in radius. NGC blah blah blah. 932 million miles. Even the biggest black holes aren't large enough to eat the entire galaxy around them. That's a good thing. With Messier 49, we hit the 1 billion mile mark. No one really knows if black holes help to create galaxies, or the other way around. NGC 1275, 1.5 billion miles. Black holes have been discovered more than 13 billion Another day
0: is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Billion light
1: years from Earth. Our next one is 1.8 billion
0: miles. It
1: would take much longer than the current age of the universe for most black holes to evaporate. At 2.1 billion miles... This one has a diameter that's 11 times larger than the orbit of Neptune. Messier 84, 2.7 billion miles. Stars and gas circulate this black hole at 880,000 miles per hour. With a 3.7 billion-mile radius, this one is so big that it begins to heat up gas falling into it at a distance of 700 light-years. Cygnus A. 4.6 billion miles. Scientists recently observed this one firing ricocheting jets of energy at nearby gas clouds. How rude! The 7.5 billion-mile Hercules A, not B, is more than a thousand times heavier than the Milky Way's biggest black hole. Messier 60 – 8.3 billion miles. The largest black holes can grow faster than their galaxies and may tear them apart. And that's the thanks you get? M87 is the first and only black hole we've ever taken a photo of. You're staring at a radius of 11.8 billion miles. NGC… something. 13.7 billion miles. Objects that enter black holes can never be recovered by the universe. Now we're up to 17.8 billion miles with NGC 3842. Particles may travel forwards in time when they enter a black hole. And here come some real monsters. This black hole is 18.6 billion miles. The light from it has traveled across the entire universe for nearly 11 billion years. Add on a few more billion, and we're up to 22 billion miles. Black holes may be responsible for creating our universe as well as other ones. Our next giant is 30.4 billion miles. Some experts think there are traces of black holes that existed before the universe itself. OJ-287 brings us to 33 billion miles. Black holes are so heavy that they literally make space around them curved. Now There are just too many NGCs on this list, and this one is 36.6 billion miles. Ultramassive black holes like this appear in huge clusters of galaxies and swallow incredible amounts of hot gas. It's all about gas. Now We're still not done. This black hole is 55 billion miles in radius, so its diameter is 14 times bigger than Pluto's orbit. But its big brother is 62 billion miles. A black hole with a mass of 2 pounds would take a decillion years to swallow the Earth. Our next, ultra-massive one is 73 billion miles. It would take more than 1,000 years traveling at light speed to reach the nearest black hole. Holmberg 15A – 88 billion miles. As you approach a black hole, the space around you moves faster than light. TON 618. Possibly the biggest ever black hole is 121 billion miles in radius and shines as bright as 140 trillion suns. Wrap your head around that one. As the biggest galaxy in the known universe, IC 1101 probably has the largest black hole as well, at around 128 billion miles. Now let's look at the Moon. It always looks at us with one side. This means the moon has a dark side and the sun's rays never get there. Well, that's a myth. The whole point is that the moon is gravitationally locked to the Earth. There are days and nights there too. It's just that this rotation is perfectly aligned with the rotation of the Earth. So whenever you look at the moon, you only see one side. Although there are days when the sun shines there too. So it's not the dark side, it's the far side. And we even have pictures of this place. And there's one of the biggest craters in our entire solar system, the South pole Aiken Basin. It's as wide as two states of Texas. One myth that turned out to be untrue is that people have never actually been on the moon. This is the original spacesuit of the first astronauts who were there. Look at the sole of the shoe. Some people claim there's no way they could have left footprints like this there. Actually they could. On the moon, the astronauts wore extra boots over their suits, and their soles matched the footprints on the moon perfectly. The astronauts didn't grab them when they left the moon. They left a lot of stuff there, too. They even ripped out the armrests of the seats of the lunar module to reduce its weight. Now, the total weight of human trash on the moon is about 187 tons, including several lunar rovers, spacecraft debris, rocket stages, and lunar probes. That's like three Boeing 737s. The next myth is about summer. The hot season comes because the Earth approaches the closest distance to the sun in a year. The sun warms our planet more, and we all have to go to the beach. Well, not true. Let's draw an axis through our planet. It's slightly tilted on one side. And winter comes when our planet's axis is tilted away from the sun. But over time, the axis tilts toward the hot star, then its rays shine at such an angle that it gets warmer. It's true, though, that the Earth happens to be at different distances from the Sun. This is because our orbit is not a perfect circle but slightly flattened, an ellipse. Normally, we think of the distance to our star as about 93 million miles, but that distance may be longer or shorter than 3 million miles, depending on which point in our orbit we pass. Another myth about the Sun is that it's yellow. Well, let's send you into space for this one. You look out the window and… it's white! The Sun only appears yellow to us through the filter of our atmosphere. The composition of the air and its thickness just distorts the light of the star. But stars do come in different colors. Cooler stars have bright orange and red colors. These are usually very old stars, older than our Sun. But young and very hot stars are bright blue. The Sun is about in the middle of the spectrum. You've also heard about how, if you take your spacesuit off in outer space, you'll blow up like a balloon. Well, our bodies are designed to function at atmospheric pressure, like outside. But space is a vacuum. Imagine a huge metal barrel, and we sucked all the air out from there. Add to that a temperature of minus 455 degrees Fahrenheit, and you have space. If you could get into those conditions, all the air pockets in our body, like our lungs, would start to expand. So you really could blow up like a balloon if it weren't for our elastic tissues. They stretch and bend, so you keep your body size. You'll have enough oxygen in your body to last about 20 seconds. Then your brain will begin to starve, and soon you'll pass out. So you won't blow up, And you won't even freeze, because you'll be in a vacuum. It doesn't conduct heat. For example, water conducts heat very well, and you feel cold from it instantly. But you feel better in the air of the same temperature. If you're in the vacuum of space, the super-low temperature won't be a problem for you. Much worse is solar radiation. On Earth, we have a shield against radiation in the form of the atmosphere. It blocks the harmful rays. In outer space, you would be defenseless. Another myth is related to cell phones. People think that when you dial your friend's number, your phone sends a signal into space. There are a bunch of satellites out there that will pick up your signal and reflect it like a mirror right into your friend's home. No, not true. However, there are satellite phones in the world that work that way. But when you make a cell phone call, your signal is transmitted through a system of cell towers from one to another until it gets to your friend's phone. There's a giant ghostly hand that stretches across space. Its eerie fingers are reaching for a glowing red cloud that looks like molten space lava. Although it looks like a scene straight out of a sci-fi movie, it's 100% real. The hand was formed after an enormous star collapsed in a huge supernova explosion. The boom created a new star that is bursting with energy. The energy given off by the star is so big that it caused debris from the explosion to swirl around it. This is what created the supernatural-looking hand. The hand is so big that it stretches a colossal 150 light-years. As for the lava-like structure it's reaching for, that's actually a huge gas cloud. So, while it looks spooky, it's completely harmless. And you can go to sleep tonight without worrying about a giant ghostly space hand scooping you out of bed. There's a bizarre star hidden in the depths of space that seems to randomly flash on and off. It's known as Tabby's star, and its light dims at super irregular intervals for really odd lengths of time. There have been so many theories about what's causing this, from meteor showers to outer space interference. The comet shower idea was quickly debunked. Dust from comets, which would block the light, goes away after a couple of months. Tabby's star fades slowly over decades, so the timing just doesn't add up. It can't be down to planets either, as no planet is big enough to block that much light from a star. After years of speculation, scientists have finally found an explanation for the strange phenomenon. The dimming and brightening are actually a result of space dust. A ring of dust surrounds the star, which often temporarily blocks its light. On day 8 of its mission in 2019, China's lunar rover discovered something really strange on the far side of our moon that caught the attention of the entire world. While navigating a path around a bunch of lunar craters, it spotted something really weird lurking inside one of the moon's holes. It was a colored substance, just like gel, that we'd never encountered before. The curious material was a rich dark green color and glistened like diamonds. After a year of analyzing the foreign substance that measured 20 inches by 6 inches, the scientists finally came to a conclusion. The glistening effect seems to come from glass. In space, it usually appears as a result of lunar impact melts. This means that it's most likely from a comet or rock that has hit the moon and melted upon impact. But while it's likely that the strange substance is just melted rock, scientists aren't 100% sure. This is because the pictures were captured under bad lighting conditions, and there were a bunch of other factors that badly impacted the quality of the images. So, the jury is still out on this one. For years, we've been told there are 8 planets in our solar system. 9, if you count Pluto, which got kicked out of the club some years ago. But that might all be about to change. There may be an enormous secret world lurking in the midst of our system, which scientists are calling Planet 9. This undiscovered planet could be way out past Neptune. There are seemingly unexplained clusters of orbits there, and this hidden ninth planet would explain this. The planet, if it exists, would be 10 times the size of Earth, take at least 10,000 years to orbit the Sun, and would sit over 200 times further out than our home planet. This is why it's been so tricky to identify, as it's almost impossible to take a picture of. In 2019, 30% of the area that the planet is likely to be in had been searched. It will take at least another two years to cover the remaining area. In the meantime, we'll be waiting on the edge of our seats. Mm, No. Strange radio waves are beaming down on Earth, and scientists are baffled. These fast radio bursts are sudden, unexplained, and last just milliseconds. We first picked up the weird signals in 2007, and scientists have been scratching their heads ever since. They appear to be coming from outside the Milky Way, millions of light-years away. For us to pick them up from that far away, they must be emitting more energy in a fraction of a second than the Sun does in 80 years. Most of these signals only came once, which would have made identifying them much easier, until this all changed in 2017. In August... A signal was picked up that repeated 93 times, ruling out speculation that the signals were being caused by random one-off events. To this day, we still don't know what's causing the signals. Back in 2014, NASA captured a surprising picture of the Sun that showed that it might like to play dress-up. A brilliant storm of magnetic fields caused the Sun to look like a flaming jack-o'-lantern. Even weirder is that the image was captured on October 8th. It was possible because of something called active regions. These are basically areas of the Sun that have greater levels of light and energy. This is what gives the flaming look in the images. The light forms two eyes, a nose, and a wide, jagged, smiling mouth. Fortunately, this look was just a coincidence, and there isn't a giant pumpkin-carving enthusiast lurking in the depths of space. Hey, I want to know, is this a trick or treat? Space fans spotted what appeared to look like a spoon on the surface of Mars. It was half covered in dust. They noticed it after images from a Mars rover had been released. As spooky as the suspicious silverware may sound, it was just a trick of the light. The spoon is just a regular old rock, albeit in a slightly odd shape. The play of shadows in the photo made the object look even more spoon-like. Maybe there's a dish nearby that the spoon ran away with. A cosmic eyeball floating somewhere among the stars is no regular-sized eye. It measures an incredible 660 miles across. One of Saturn's moons, Tethys, has become a bit of a celeb to space fans. The spherical moon sports a large crater that makes it look exactly like a giant interplanetary eyeball. There's even a set of peaks inside the crater that look like an iris. Saturn has a gang of 60 moons in total, and Tethys isn't the only one that looks like a random Earth object. Prometheus looks like a potato, Atlas resembles a pita bread freshly served from a Greek restaurant, and Mimus even looks
0: like some villain's spacecraft our Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy, our closest neighbor, are going to meet. But it'll happen in about four billion years. When they collide, an enormous elliptical galaxy will be formed. There might be more water on the moon than scientists thought before. And not only on its dark side, but also its sunlit side. This water is likely to come in handy during the already planned missions in the future. Cotton candy exoplanets are particular planets outside of our solar system also called Super Puffs, they have the lowest density ever discovered. This gives them an airy, fluffy appearance. But despite looking like the most popular amusement park treat, these planets are enormous. The Juno mission has noticed something weird in the upper atmosphere of Jupiter. The unusual phenomenon was blue sprites and elves twirling above the planet. These are two kinds of bright flashes of light that appear for short periods of time, mere milliseconds, They extend up and down toward the surface of the planet. On Earth, such flashes usually happen at a height of 60 miles above massive thunderstorms. In the universe, there are not only dwarf planets, but also dwarf galaxies. They have from 1,000 to a few billion stars. For comparison, the Milky Way galaxy is made up of 250 to 400 billion stars. A storm the size of our planet keeps raging on Saturn It's called the Great White Spot. The storm has a tail of white clouds, and it encircles the entire planet. The storm occurs every 30 years or so, when Saturn's northern hemisphere tilts toward the sun. At first, the storm is indeed just a spot, and then it starts stretching in length. That's because the Great White Spot is a huge system of thunderstorms. But the main mystery puzzling astronomers is where the storm gets its energy from, Some scientists think it might be powered by the sun. Others disagree. They say the storm's cloud pattern only makes sense if there's an internal heat source that can power the winds. Rogue planets don't orbit their stars. Maybe because they don't have any. These free-floating space bodies travel across the universe and can end up literally anywhere. They're also very hard to find. Rogue planets don't produce light. Neither do they emit heat, which means they can't be seen in infrared light. But not so long ago, astronomers spotted the smallest rogue planet in the Milky Way. It's smaller than Earth, but a bit bigger than Mars. The Moon seems to be shrinking. Earth's natural satellite is now 150 feet smaller than it used to be hundreds of millions of years ago. The reason for this phenomenon might be the cooling of the Moon's insides. It could also explain the quakes shaking the surface of our planet's natural satellite. Astronomers have recently found out that Mars is seismically active. Mars quakes occur there on a regular basis. Any liquid floating in outer space forms itself into a sphere. This phenomenon also occurs in low Earth orbit. Not so long ago, scientists discovered that one of the most massive stars in the neighborhood just disappeared. It was a star 75 million light years away from Earth. Normally, it'd be too far away for astronomers to clearly see individual stars but only unless they're huge. And the star we're talking about was enormous. It was shining 2.5 million times brighter than the sun. Astronomers saw the star for the last time in 2011. They decided to examine it more closely several years later, but it was already too late. The star had vanished. Such massive stars usually go out in an extremely bright supernova, but astronomers noticed nothing like that in this case. There's a theory that the star collapsed into a black hole without triggering a supernova first. It does occur among stars approaching the end of their lives, but very, very rarely. In billions of years, the universe is likely to expand so much that we won't be able to see any stars in the sky. All planets in the solar system emit radio waves. They're especially strong if we talk about Jupiter. This planet has the biggest and most powerful magnetic field but astronomers couldn't detect any radio waves coming from a planet outside the solar system. That is, until 2020. The signal scientists recorded came from a gas giant, Tau Budis. It's 51 light years away from our planet. Thanks to this signal, astronomers managed to find out a bit about the planet's magnetic field. And in the future, this will help to learn more about what's happening in the planet's atmosphere. Dwarf planet Haumea is further from Earth than Neptune. It's orbiting in the Kuiper belt, That's a donut-shaped ring of ice objects circling the sun. Elongated Haumea has two moons. A day on this dwarf planet lasts four Earth hours. All in all, this space body is rather bizarre. It's surrounded by thin rings that likely appeared as the result of an ancient collision. A star in the galaxy GSN 069 is likely to turn into a planet the size of Jupiter in the next trillion years. It might happen because of the star's regular encounters with a black hole. First, astronomers noticed unusual X-ray bursts that were strangely bright. They went off every nine hours. After studying this phenomenon for some time, the scientists realized it was a star moving in a unique orbit around a black hole. The dazzling flashes, it was the material getting slurped off the star's surface by the black hole. It turned out that over millions of years, the black hole had already transformed the red giant into a white dwarf. And the process isn't going to stop whatsoever. Astronomers have found some traces of phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus. On our planet, this gas, colorless and flammable, is often found where microbes live. No wonder a new theory suggests there might be life on Venus!
1: Why is there so much light on Earth, but almost none once you leave our planet? You might think it's light during the day and dark at night, because the Earth spins on its axis, and the Sun illuminates either hemisphere. Well, that's part of the reason, but it's more complicated than that. I mean, our star shines on the Moon, too, but the sky above it is always black. It comes down to the unique atmosphere surrounding our Earth. It's full of dust, dirt, gases, and water droplets, which all act like tiny mirrors and reflect the sunlight. When sunlight bumps into these small particles, it diffuses and creates different colors. That's why we see a blue sky and all those spectacular shades during sunrise and sunset. It's a whole different story elsewhere. If you find yourself on the Moon, where there's no atmosphere, the sky will be black. You'll be able to see stars even when the Sun is blazing on the surface during the lunar day. The same is true of space. It's filled with lots of different gases, but it has no atmosphere with molecules to reflect sunlight. In other words, space is empty. That's why, even when the sun is shining, space looks like a black void. If one day the Earth's atmosphere disappeared, it'd be just as dark as it is in space or on the moon. That one's clear. But the sun isn't the only star or source of light in the universe. So, why don't other stars shine with blazing light at night? Well, you're not the first one to wonder about that. An astronomer named Thomas Diggs researched this question back in the 16th century. Diggs was sure that the universe had no end and the stars in it could not be counted. He tried to answer why all these innumerable stars don't blind us with glaring light, but failed. His questions were just way far ahead of his time, and he didn't have the tools to find the answer. In the early 19th century, German astronomer Wilhelm Obers suggested that the reason the sky is dark at night was a dusty veil that hid most of the stars from us. This idea also proved to be wrong later. The stars shed not only light, but huge energy that could heat dust particles so that they would start shining themselves. In that case, the night sky would still be light because of shining dust. And yet the sky gets dark every evening after sunset. What's bad about this theory then? Diggs, Olbers, and other astronomers of the past believe the universe was infinite. But modern astronomy knows better. The number of stars, as countless as they may seem, is simply not enough to illuminate the sky at night. The sky gets dark because the stars, just as the universe itself, don't last forever. They are finite. You see, the universe has its own borders and isn't as ancient as scientists used to think. Sure, just shy of 14 billion years is no whippersnapper to us humans, but it's still surprisingly young in cosmic terms. And it's not much for all of the light from the most distant stars to be able to reach the Earth. In other words, thanks to our fancy powerful telescopes, we now know that it takes light billions of years to get to us from the farthest stars. This means, when we look at the sky, we glance into a very distant past, Modern telescopes can show us that the light started its journey to the Earth about 10 billion years ago. The more powerful telescopes get, the further back in time we can see. One day, we'll be able to see something that existed before stars appeared, probably by studying the dark gaps between them. But more on that here in a sec. Okay, stars don't illuminate our night sky all that much because they're really old. Even as we look up at them and they're unimaginably far away. If that's the case, then why don't less distant stars shine as bright as the Sun? There should be thousands of stars much closer than those on the outskirts of the Universe. Yeah, sure, there are plenty. Let's take a look at our closest space neighbor, Proxima Centauri, as an example. It's practically in our backyard, just over 4 light-years away from us. But we can't even see it in the sky without a telescope. The thing is, it's seven times smaller than our Sun, and it gives off only a fraction of 1% of the Sun's brightness. And our close neighbor, just 4 light-years down the road, is still pretty far away – about 25 trillion miles. For comparison, our own big bright Sun is a mere 93 million miles from Earth. So our star is much bigger and closer. Other stars might be brighter than the Sun, but they're much farther from us too. But don't all those distant stars give at least some noticeable light on this planet? Well, I'll put it this way – it'd be like switching on a ton of tiny halogen light bulbs. They're not as bright as one big LED bulb, but they do give off part of its light. So yeah, they give us a little bit of something, but it's barely noticeable. Remember, space might be empty compared to the Earth's atmosphere, but there are a lot of gases out there. They move around, form clouds and serve as a sort of veil hiding most of the light in the Milky Way. That's why we can't see everything that's going on in our galaxy. We need special equipment for that. But it turns out, Olbers was sort of right. Only the curtain that covers the light is made of gas and not dust.